We want to lift your two hands and want to thank God for your family. I want to thank God that God gave you a family. Thank God that God gave you a family. God gave you a family. Now you belong to a family. Thank God for your nuclear family, your extended family. Thank God for your family. It's a blessing to be in a family. Thank God for your husband. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your parents. Thank God. Thank God. Bless God for your families. Thank God for your families. Thank God for your families. Thank God, thank God for your families. Bless God for your families. Bless God for your families. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We want to thank God for, I just sense us to thank God for praying mothers. Hallelujah. You know, I have seen what praying mothers have done to their children. Hallelujah. There's a family that the eldest in the family didn't want to have anything to do with church. You don't have anything to do with Christ. Nothing. But currently in that family, that eldest one is one that devotes more time to Christ than anybody in the family. And it just shows what the power of Christ can do. There are families that have done well to take all their children to school. They have degrees. They have masters. But if you look at the family carefully, they have problems. So it's not masters, it's not school that makes a family. When Christ, when Jesus finds expression in the family, that family is secured forever. I'm telling you, people of God. Especially in this generation now that you, you, you can't, that's what you teach the children and that's what they will go and hear outside. Yes, I was having a child with a couple who have been married for 25 years and we're talking about families. And currently in Ghana, they were telling me anytime they went for outreach, they go to the secondary schools and um, they, they do utter call. You will see that almost about half of the students will come out to give their life to Christ. But when they make an utter call for those that are into sexual sin, whether you are gay, lesbian, and all of that, Almost the whole school comes out. Now, during the youth camp, Mama's youth camp, I was preaching and I was telling the children, I wanted to understand how the power of God is so real. 
So I gave a word of knowledge that there's somebody here, you have committed abortion. Your parents don't know about it. You might die. All, all of them laughed. By Thursday, that lady was caught. She had committed abortion. Young girl committed abortion. Almost died. I told them, I said, you are laughing. If you're not careful, I'll go to the person and bring the person out. You see, sometimes we don't understand these things that we think God, you see, people have made Christians look so funny. So we think that we are all funny. We are not all funny. We are not funny. The young girl had committed abortion. When I said it, the whole children, the, the, all the, the young people that were laughing, hey, it can't be. I mean, there's nobody here that looks like committed abortion. But God says there's somebody that's committed abortion. He said there's nobody there. By Thursday, I stand here because not because my dad was disciplined, but because he gave me Christ. We live in a generation that our children, you can't monitor enough. I had a conversation my young girls were having with their aunties. I was like, ooh. I was in Because you, you can't control them. There are some of you, most of you here, most of us young people here, there are things we have done. If our parents ever get to know, they won't believe it. And you are here. No, you are here. The number of boyfriends you've had, the times that you have gone on sex escapades, your parents don't know. But they stand up and say, my children, they are not like that. Oh, boy. They are worse. They wear down. They, 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 they don't expose their body. They wear it from here to there. But if you have, if you have an idea of what they've passed and come, but one thing I've realized is this. When Jesus is in a family, no matter the devil tries, that family will bounce back and the future will be great. I hear with people of God. I want to say thank you, Jesus, for being in our families. And as you are thanking Jesus for being in our families, then let me begin to pray. Say, Jesus, capture every heart in my family. Capture every heart in my family. Jesus, oh, this is a prayer for your family. Family is the, is the central unit. If anything will go wrong in any country, it will start with the family. It will start with the family. It will start with the family. Thank God first for Jesus in our families. I'm beginning to pray to Jesus. Have your way in my family. Capture every heart. Capture every heart. Capture every heart. Let every heart be captured. 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 Oh, pray for your parents. Perhaps they have not encountered Jesus. Pray for them. Perhaps your siblings have not encountered Jesus. Pray for them. Perhaps your children have not encountered Jesus. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for a unique encounter with Jesus. That is the perfect security that anyone can ever have. Jesus, he's real. Jesus, he's real. Oh, Jesus, invade our homes. 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 Pray for your families. The sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus, have your way. Sweet Jesus, have your way. In our families, have your way. 
in our families. Have your way. Kibo robo sete meredemo. Remene mene me koshana mama. Rabababale seko baradi. Rabababa shaka bayaba. Rabababa shaka bayaba. Rabababa Shaka Father, have your way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. I know, but I felt led to pray this prayer. That whatever has become like a tag on your family that gives a wrong testimony of your family, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke that thing. Yes, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has become like, it looks like a curse in the family. It looks like a curse in the family. Jesus took away every curse. And in the precious name of Jesus, we enforce that liberty now. Amen. 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 Now look at this. There was a trend in Abraham's life. Interestingly, even in his father's life, it took a while before he gave birth to Abraham and his siblings. When he got to Abraham's life, it took a while for that to happen. There are things you can trace in the family. The reason you are born again is so that you can be the light that will shine in your family. Not just in terms of character, but also in intercession that the will of God for your family will prevail. Hallelujah. I use you as a point of contact. That the liberty that Christ has brought to you, that same liberty shall be administered to the entire family. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You see beautiful young ladies in the family, but no one gets married. Beautiful young, very beautiful young ladies. Either they don't get married or they all have children and no husband. We decree and declare. That story has changed from you. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Please sit down briefly. Amen. Sit down briefly. If you're settled, can you clap your hands and celebrate God? Hallelujah. Oh, the way you are clapping. Matthew 25. Matthew 25, just a very short word is going to come to us and uh, I, I pray the Lord will open up our hearts to receive God's word. Amen. Matthew 25, verse number 14, downwards. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. 
Please, the emphasis will be on the verse 15. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five the talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24. Then you had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talents from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Let's read the TBT translation of the verse number 15. Before he left on his journey, he entrusted the bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage. Hallelujah. One more translation, just that particular verse. Uh, let's do the Amplified Classic. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you're still here. What a blessing. To one he gave five talents, probably about $5,000. To another two. To another one. To each in proportion to his own personal ability. Personal ability. Now let's go to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, our key scripture for this year. This is, a, this is a chapter that we must read every morning, possibly. Sing, O barren one, you who did not give me the King James, sir. Sing, O barren, thou that does not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that does not prevail or travail with children or child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. 
Next verse. Sir. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of the habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy sticks. Now the verse number three. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inhabit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Verse number two again. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cause. From tomorrow we shall be fasting. Hallelujah. How many of you saw the video I put on our church page? Yes. The video says that eat all the chicken you can eat. Eat all the turkey you can eat. Eat all the akbalah you can eat. Because tomorrow you will zip your mouth from food and we start fasting. Now you see, the Lord of the servants was just. The quantity of the seeds he gave them for investment was determined by them, not him. Their ability to manage, their capacity was the invisible influencer when it came to the quantity of gift that had to be given to them. Being the Lord of the servants, he had observed their lifestyle over the periods. These are people that have been working with him for a while. And so from his assessment of them, he knew that if 5,000 was given to this guy, he has a certain level of responsibility that he will be able to make use of 5,000 because his personal ability, his personal capacity has what it takes to handle 5,000. To the one that he gave 2,000 from his assessment of him and his dealings on a daily basis and for the period that he has been working with him, he realized that this young man, if you give him 5,000, he might not function well. But 2,000 is enough. It is equal to his capacity. And the one that he gave one to, also, his capacity was enough to handle one. There are many times that we pray prayers and we forget that before you ask God, for a 5,000, you have to check, do you have the capacity for 5,000 or 1,000? Your capacity, your ability to manage, your ability to receive and multiply what is given to you is what will determine what God will bring to you. It's so important. There are many that might be praying, Lord, give me a husband. But God, in his own wisdom, set out certain things in your life to help you build capacity to be a wife. As of now, you are a girl. As of now, you are too self-centered as a man to be able to take care of another person's daughter and children. So, God sets things in place to help you build capacity. The thing is this, as we've already known from the scripture, there's going to be an increase, but you must be able to enlarge the place of thy tent. If the, the place, not the tent, the place of thy tent, if the place of thy tent is not enlarged, you are not ready yet for increase.
A man of God once said that if you are a pastor and you pray to God, Lord, give me a thousand people. Even if your prayer forces that to come to pass and your capacity is hundred, after a while, that one thousand will come down to hundred. So it means that as a man of God, my focus should be on increasing personal capacity. This is a new year. You cannot repeat the same approach for the past five years and expect that the year will be different. No matter the prophetic word that has come to play, no matter what you have been told, no matter the anointing oil that has been poured upon your head, no matter how detailed that man of God was and spoke to you, if you don't change and increase your capacity, you are bound to end the year in the same disappointment last year. Enlarging capacity is not a wish. It's intentionality. It requires you being sincere. No one knows you better than you know yourself. There are times you can look so glorious. You can look like one that can manage a huge stuff. But you just look it. You are not it. You look it. One time I met a very beautiful young lady. Fair. Beautiful. From head to toe. Beautiful. Now the kind of beauty I saw. There's a kind of. Brofo I was expecting. Because by looking at her. You know I was expecting some kind of. When the lady opened the mark. Basic child. The beauty did not match what came out of her. So there are some of us that look like we are due for a lifting. But God who can access the inward parts of a man knows that you are not ready. Someone once told me, he said, how long will I trust God for a husband? I'm tired, I won't trust again. I said, so if you tell what will you do again? If you won't trust, so you, will you go around and sleep around? God is not the problem. Neither is the devil the problem. Most times you are the problem. But as human beings and as fallen people, and we're still growing in Christ, we learn to find somebody to blame. So when there's nobody, we turn to God. Why me? Why me? Who should it be? Enlarge the place of thy tent. We're starting a 21-day fast on Monday. There are some of us that you have, you, have, you have purposed in your heart. This fast you break at 12. There are some of you who have purposed in your heart. I will do 7 out of the 21. But when I come to church, they will see my face like I'm in the fast indeed. Oh, no one will monitor you. Don't worry. Your products will reveal what you did. As Jesus Christ says that by their fruit, you will know them. You know this way you can look so successful but you are a failure? You look it, but you are not it. Like a young lady who will not keep her home neat but looks neat on the outside. And when, when you go to their house, everything is hanging. R is here. R is here. Everything is scattered. And God is the one that has seen it. But a man of God comes and says, I see you get married by next year. 
and, and gives you the dates. And then you go and sleep. And when that happens, say, that man of God lied to me. No, God gave you an information, but you were not preparing for the reception. There are prophecies you receive by God's own wisdom does not need your involvement. But I can tell you that about 8 out of 10 it requires you to prepare yourself. God will bring someone your way that wants to correct you. You will never take correction. And that's impression. So you know something? That prophetic word comes to you and is hanging on your head waiting for the day that you have the right capacity. Pam! And it will drop. Sometimes it's just a revelation. Sometimes it might just be a contention and all you need is one word that you can trust God on it and battle your way through. But you are waiting. Hallelujah. He gave them according to their several abilities. It's 21 day fast we're about it. I know we have guests here. You belong to churches and, and your pastors declare fastings. Please don't take yourself out of it. Don't take yourself out of it. There's a man of God that he's always fasting. In fact, I think throughout last year he was fasting. In fact, almost throughout there. And anytime we see him, you know, we're so concerned. We're like, try and rest. Try and eat something. But one day, something dawned on me, so I stopped doing that. And just recently, just about last week, a young man whom I know met him in town and he had to go to this young man's office to do something for him. When the young man was done, he hugged the young man and left. <laughs> the young man says, after that man hugged me, I felt prayer, prayer. I locked myself. I prayed. I didn't know when I stopped. He didn't have to pray for the guy. He just, oh, thank you so much. A hug. And then the guy was praying. I've never done that before. There are dimensions awaiting your increase in capacity. In every area. In your finances. In your family. If capacity does not increase. You might wait for too long. Because enlarge the place of thy tent. And one of the ways by which we increase inward capacity. Is the discipline of fasting and prayer. The discipline, what did I say? So it won't come like that. It's a discipline. When you start the fast, you feel hungry. Some years ago, when, when I had not had understanding, I thought when you're going to fast and it's about God, you shouldn't feel the hunger at all. But the sacrifices in the level of hunger you, you felt and your refusal to eat and stay through, that's where the blessing lies. The discipline. So this word this morning is to encourage us and to charge us that you must be determined that this year my testimony will be greater than last year. And I'm not leaving everything on God. I have a role to play. One of the roles I have to play is that I have to enlarge the place of my tent. I have to stretch forth the curtains of my habitation. I must not spare. No sparing. No sparing. I have to lengthen my cords. Oh, Baha Katayama. You have a nudge in your spirit, man, that this year, increase prayer to one hour, 30 minutes. And you say, Holy Ghost, help me. The Holy Ghost wakes about 2 o'clock. 
Then you are angry. This week I've had very interesting ways the Holy Ghost wakes me up. Very interesting. Very interesting ways. And I realize they're all at the same time. And what must I do? When it happens, I heed to that nudge. And anytime you obey such a nudging, there's certain increase that comes into you. Any increase that comes into you. The discipline of fasting. So don't dodge the 21 day fast. Amen. Give yourself to it. You will enlarge your capacity. When your capacity is increased, you are sure of one thing. There will always be the release of that increase upon your life. I pray, I pray for unusual grace for someone who is willing to hear this. I pray for unusual grace for someone who is willing to hear this. An unusual grace to stretch yourself for what God is about to do. An unusual grace. An unusual ability in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and ask God for grace for discipline. To stretch yourself. To enlarge your capacity. To heed to the instructions that leads to increased in capacity. Lift your voice and pray that prayer. Pray. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes briefly. If you are here this wonderful morning in this service, and um, I know one thing that you are not here by mistake, but God order your steps into this place for a divine reason. And you are here this morning and you have not opened up your heart to Jesus. You have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. This is an opportunity that God has extended to you so that you can receive this gift of heaven. Receiving Jesus is not an initiation into a religion. But it's the beginning of true fellowship and relationship with your creator. The Bible says clearly. If anyone has Jesus, that person has life. And anyone does not have him already condemned I know you are hearing so many things but no man is an epitome of truth than the one who is truth himself some say there's no heaven they say there's no hell then you ask them so when you die what happens so you just, you just become an animal or something the reality is that there's heaven and there's hell but we preach not Christ to you to frighten you and accept Christ as a way of escape. But we bring Christ to you for you to understand that the highest expression of love in all of eternity is that the Father gave you his gift, the gift of his son, 
so he can be a partaker of his life. How will you feel as a human being that you love someone and the person has not received the love? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This morning, you have an opportunity to prepare your eternity today. A time shall come when you can't breathe again then you realize that you have left the region of decision. The only place where you have a choice is when you have this life in your nostrils. So if you are here and you want to make that right decision and say, Jesus, I believe in you and I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. If you want to do that this morning without wasting time, just lift your right hand up. I want to pray with you. There are addictions. There are things you found yourself in that you should not be in. It's only the power of the cross that can set you free. You have never given your life to Jesus. You want to do that right now. Lift up your right hand. And bless God that everyone here has accepted Jesus. It is my prayer that even these words that came earlier will be a seed in your heart. And if you are here and you've not given your life to Christ, this word will keep speaking to you until the day you say, Lord Jesus, I'm here. Father, we all lift our hands. We appreciate you once again for your word that has come to us to increase capacity. Father, name of Jesus, thank for the release of grace to heed to these divine instructions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for the effect of your word and the blessedness of your word. In the name of Jesus, anyone who is sick in their bodies will decree healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You want to clap your hands and celebrate Jesus?